0: Alright, cool. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Double B. This is Brad and Kevin, where we talk to many different kinds of people. And today we're talking to two people. Uh, This is the first time we've done a call with four people. And this is a new one as well. So we're talking to Dustin and Tanya Johnson. And what they're doing, they kind of just sold everything that they had. They're living out of a, a what they call a schoolie, or what is known as a schoolie, uh, which is basically a school bus that's converted into a house. And they're touring around and, and living their best life. So, uh, anyway, welcome, Dustin and Tanya, and thank you so much for giving us some of your time. And I'm glad this was finally able to happen.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, thank, thank you for you. having us. So, uh, we, you actually came up, both of you, <laughs> you came up in a couple episodes, uh, that we recorded with other people and we were told that, uh, you guys were, we're doing the school bus thing. Um, you built the house out of the schoolie uh, and, uh, that there were some challenges to do so. So uh, let's talk about that. I mean, what was the biggest thing for you guys in terms of going from a house to something that is small? Well, I mean, we'll say it. And kind of having to organize so hard and minimalize so much.
1: Sure, so probably around 2016 yeah, We started the the big downhill push. And by downhill, I mean getting rid of stuff and, and kind of preparing for something like this. We just didn't have any idea. So we were donating, selling, or yeah. gifting away uh, everything we owned, basically. At one point, I had five motorcycles, four vehicles, two four-wheelers, like... I've, you know, three bedroom house, two bathroom, full basement, huge garage. Yeah. I mean, like, we, we had all the stuff and all the things. And what I realized, what both of us realized, is that we were using a lot of external fixes for internal problems, or we were trying to have a bunch of stuff when then we couldn't afford to really do anything because we had to pay for all the stuff if that makes sense so we basically started to trade out stuff for memories yeah memories or yeah. what's the e word i always try to say experiences, experiences. Yeah. uh i could brain fart uh, but yeah basically trading stuff for experiences and whatever them experiences are you know um we've been downtown Memphis at late at night. We like, you know, we, we, our experiences range from beautiful hikes to, Mm, wow, we're in the wrong spot right now. Let's, (laughs) let's jam up out of here, but it's all an experience and it's all part of our life at this point. But so basically for two full years, we did nothing but
2: focus on downsizing.
1: Yeah. And becoming minimal, like the tiny homes and the, the, Uh, we didn't even know about vans or buses yet
2: no we were just watching uh tiny little tiny home videos or whatever people building these little houses and and becoming minimalists and
1: the first one we seen we literally stopped like seven minutes into it and paused it on our tivo dvr rewind you know we had all that too (laughs) uh paused it and i looked at her and she looked at me and i was like we could totally do that she was like i was just gonna say the same thing to you And that was literally like the the fire that got started.
2: Sure. We decided to start focusing on what we could live without and what we truly actually needed to, to live. And it was pretty remarkable to figure out what you actually do need. Um, So yeah, that was the start of it all.
1: Yeah. So we, we basically downsized for a year and a half. At that point, we sold our house and moved into a studio apartment on a six month lease Because at the end of them six months, we were going to hit the road. So on December 31st of 2017, Mm -hmm. we packed everything into a pickup truck Mm -hmm. that had a topper on it. And basically at that point, whatever didn't fit in the truck didn't ship. It either went to the trash, got... uh,
2: And it was filled to the brim. (laughs) Yeah,
1: we we were maxed out. (laughs) And and we traveled an entire year, 25 different states. Yeah completely maxed out in our pickup
2: just living in hotels that was was all that was
1: all of 2018 we lived in motels traveled the country all in this cram-packed pickup um we did a hike on october 8th of 2018 we went into a place called havasu falls in arizona and it is absolutely breathtaking but we decided to sleep in our truck the night before this hike. And it's, it's virtually 12 miles in with a 40 pound pack. So you hike in and then you hike around all the falls and then you hike back out. Basically by the end of the week, it was four days long, we had hiked over 50 miles. But before we went in there, we decided to sleep in our truck. And again, it was full so you couldn't like tilt the seats back, you couldn't lay down or anything like that. And the whole night I kept seeing these vans and people would shut the door and the lights were on. And I'm like, man, there's people living in them or they're sleeping in them vans. Like that'd be way more comfortable and we could fit all of our stuff and we, it, it would just be better off. So we started looking into vans and buses at the same time. And of course me, I've always been a person that wants to be unique or different. And so I was like, hey man, a school bus is cooler than a van just because nobody's gonna be like, oh wow, you live in a school bus. Well, it turns out there's <laughs> a lot the crap of <laughs> load of people that live in a school bus. And so we had started to see the van life and the bus life or the schoolie or whatever. And it wasn't too well, no, October I wanna it say like October. November seventh. So basically one month, we bought our first bus and we
2: traded our truck in for it.
1: Went to town on making that more of what we needed because obviously we were still living in motels for my work. Um, And then we basically built a weekend warrior bus where we could run around, do what we wanted, stay in the woods, and then come back to town for work the next week or whatever. Um, And as we built that and as we traveled and and seen more stuff and did more things,
2: we decided we we wanted to live in the bus, not just use it to travel on the weekends. We wanted to fully live in it. So, we knew that we needed something a little bit bigger that we could both kind of stand in because neither one of us could stand in our first bus. It was a little bit ridiculous, Yeah. but it didn't matter at that time. So then we, we went to a tiny house festival and found a bus that was the exact same of what we have now. And we fell in love with it and fell in love with the height, the size, everything. It's still small enough that you can park it into a regular parking stall. And it's just easier to maneuver than a huge bus. Mm -hmm. And so we,
1: that day ended up buying this <laughs> ended up buying this and starting all over so then obviously with this one we have built it into our home it, it is it is not just a weekend warrior rig it is it is our home and this is where we live we've been in here since january 2nd of this year yep. and just this year we've already been in new mexico arizona california nevada yeah,
0: say, say colorado,
1: colorado Yeah. Yeah, Five states already this year. And obviously with the, with the situation that we're in as a world, depending on how we can travel, there's definitely a lot more plans to travel more.
2: Yeah.
0: I think it's awesome what you're doing. And i like, so (laughs) I'm kind of obsessed with uh, the house shows and stuff like that. I just finished the tiny house nation. um, And we, we live like 30 miles away from my favorite place in the entire world. Um, but now I'm talking about buying land up there and putting a tiny house up there. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not big on traveling. Sure. Myself, but I love the idea of everything that you guys are doing because um, like you said, you know, like you want to be different and not everybody lives in a school bus, you know? Um, and, It's just really cool. I'm more or less like living vicariously through
1: your YouTube channel. (laughs) Yeah, I I appreciate that. uh, To be honest with you, you're not the only person that's told us that. But we, yeah, that's the whole point, man. We're trying to inspire people. You don't have to live my dream. I don't expect you to want to live in a school bus and travel all over the country. But if you have that one thought of, I could put a little tiny house up here or I could maybe quit my job and start my own business or I could do this or I could lose 100 pounds, that's what we want to inspire. That's what we want to help with.
0: Yeah, um, and you've honestly inspired me in other ways too. You uh, recently posted... A picture on your Facebook before you started this uh fitness journey, sure. And sure. you got this long ass, like freaking uh, what's his name? The carrot guy. Uh, now it's my turn to brain fart,
1: sure. Uh, I see him too. You know, yeah. what I'm
0: talking about the carrot, the carrot top carrot cop,
1: yeah. top yeah, and
0: yeah. you got the gut and everything. And I'm like, man, yeah. that's me right now, <laughs> yeah. and so like. I I took a a picture like three weeks ago and I was like, this is me now. I'm not going to post it yet until I start getting my fitness journey more on par. But um, there's people that that see what you're doing um, more than
1: you realize. I appreciate that. Most days that that's our biggest challenge. Like it's so often that we put out a cool video and someone will be like, Oh, congratulations. This is awesome or whatever. And then like recently on YouTube and, and some on Facebook, like we've had some people kind of like stomping us down. One dude called us a loser. Another one told us we were horrible and it was like, <laughs> Oh, okay cool man thanks you know this, this this is exactly why we're doing this for yeah. free so that you can make fun of us you know yeah. but it, 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 honest to god like that will never stop us no but what keeps us going is people telling us hey your story's getting farther than you think it is or hey i'm listening i just don't always interact or like them are the stories that help us keep going and mm-hmm. keep doing it because to be honest with you
2: it can be easy to get down and just continue, like just quit and be like, I don't want to do this, whatever. Yeah. But the pull is so much stronger when you have people that you truly are inspiring. And then when you get a little bit of that feedback, and it's like, I am, I am helping somebody in some way, shape, or form. And we all do. We all help somebody in some way, shape, or form. We just don't know it. Cause for we sure. Don't hear it. Or... One,
1: yeah. Like I always used to be the bad example. Now I'm trying to be a better example. Yeah. Cop. Bad cop. <laughs> yeah. <for sure. laughs> You can always use me as an example. It just depends what time of my life you met me, which example you can.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I want to backtrack a little bit. You, you talked about uh, tiny houses and stuff like that, um, and you guys kind of landed on the school bus. And we haven't had our listeners uh, find out where they can find you. Uh, so, uh, YouTube. Uh, holy hell <laughs> on youtube you can find dustin and tanya uh road trip adventure uh yep. these guys are doing a series and the last uh episode that i watched honestly was when you built the ceiling
1: oh okay, okay.
0: and uh you went in with the grinder and and did the the weathering and stuff like that but uh yeah, go ahead and tell people where they can find you and uh, I think your YouTube channel for one is is perfect because it, it really describes everything that you guys have been through as far as building the bus.
1: Yeah, for sure. So like you said, um, you can uh, you can type in Dustin and Tanya and you will find us mm-hmm. or you can type in Road Trip N Venture. Um, and that's where you'll find us on youtube you can find us at road trip adventure on instagram and as well as facebook or on
2: our personals as well
1: yeah personals don't be afraid to friend us don't be afraid to message us don't be afraid like he will tell you we are here to help or answer any questions Mm -hmm. or anything we can do i can pretty much tell you either a how to mess it up or b how to fix it (laughs) only because those are the things that we excel at that's what we've worked through Mm -hmm those, you know what I'm saying? Like we're, we're good at what we have made mistakes at and we've improved upon
3: it. For sure. Well, and that's the truth of life right there. I mean, nobody's going to be perfect until you break it. And now you got to figure out how to fix it.
1: So Mm -hmm. Tanya and I literally just had a conversation yesterday on being an expert and an expert, in my opinion, is someone who knows how to do it and knows how to don't do it. So, you know, like you can go to college and be a marriage counselor, but if you've never been married or you've never been divorced, I, I truly don't think that you can tell me how to run a marriage. You know what I'm saying? Like I've never been in the military, so I can't tell you how to deal with PTSD. But
0: like I, asking a fat dude for health advice.
1: Sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, yeah, I, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes, but a lot of my mistakes has came as great lessons and, and has helped me be where I am today. And I'm grateful for that. Like, I don't regret anything. I don't want to change nothing, but that's what makes us experts is the things we mess up and then we basically become perfect at because you know how to do it both ways.
3: Yeah. I think one thing, um, especially at work for me, uh, all the new guys like how do you know all this stuff because i was stupid and learned it the wrong way
1: sure and i mean like like Stupid's rough. Like nobody knows nothing. Like like, even the situation we're facing right now, like I'm not going to dive into that, but it's a crazy situation that nobody really knows what's going on. And it's kind of like, well, should we be inside? Should we not be inside? Like there's no rules to this. There's no rules to life and no one has the rules to it. Like we're all just running around trying to do what we think we're supposed to be doing, but nobody really knows what the rules are.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's kind of different everywhere too. Uh, there's, I've seen videos like in Chicago and stuff and they got military vehicles cruising around everywhere. And I'm just like, Holy shit. <laughs> it, it's getting real in some places, <laughs> but it, it's cool that you guys, you don't even have to pack up and go, you just go <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I mean, we do have to pack some, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it, you know? Um, that, we giggled actually when this all started because we have no idea why we ended up in a school but just I don't know the rules I, I don't know like we were just drawn towards this life something different something more and so we're drawn towards this and we have really no idea why and so when this all hit we were like, I wonder if like subconsciously we you know like this is why we were drawn here so that we could just run around and get away from all this who knows man nobody knows nothing
0: right. And I'm going to get off topic a little bit. I've been told that uh, the military has been training for this for three years. Sure. By somebody who is being deployed in Utah uh, for this issue. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't have any idea what's going on. Just like the next guy, all I can say is we're a little – less bothered by it just we're
2: be- more social distance
1: yeah we're pretty distant
0: <laughs> we're, we're good so on that note um i, w- I wanted to bring one thing up because we're gonna have a listener that's like you guys live in a bus or you guys live in a van like there's a lot of people i have a friend who um he has like a million dollar house so it's just him he literally has zero furniture Like, he's planning to sell his house and live off of his stocks and his Bitcoin and whatever. But, um, when he first told me that he was planning on, uh, van life, I was just like, what? And then it kind of computed. And then I started looking at vans and stuff like that. Um, I think the bus is awesome because it's a lot bigger than a van.
1: Yeah, it is for sure.
0: And, um, <laughs> There, there's a height restriction so Brad is six
3: three
0: four four I'm six one I think you're you said that you're six four I'm six three 63 okay yeah. I had you two backwards yeah. and so like height isn't really that much of a factor uh, the more that you start looking at stuff because I was like man if I ever had to do that I'd have to duck every time I was inside my own house. <laughs> right.
1: Right. And I do uh, in the main part of the house, but realistic, like I've got a, a, a step over to the right that I stand up, but like usually the only time I'm standing, we live in a small space. So a, we try not to be in here. Um, B the only time I'm usually standing is if I'm cooking or cleaning or something like that. And, and we're always like hunched over to cook or whatever. And so I just go from the bed to cook or whatever. And then when I want to stand, I've got the whole front driver spot. That's all, I can stand all the way up there. But in between the front door and the bed is like eight feet. So it's not like, you know, you're walking down hallways like this or anything, you know, it's, it's just a small area. So it's, it's really easy to move around. As far as being tall and things like that, it, you can easily get used to it. Mm-hmm.
0: That makes sense. And one other thing I wanted to bring up and then uh, I'll let Brad talk (coughs) is like me, for example, uh, we have a four bedroom, 25 something, 100 square foot house. And I see a lot of people with the same things that I do. um, I have, holy hell, I can't even talk today. Yeah. I see a lot of people with the same stuff that I have, but then they have, uh, like a storage unit and then they fill that thing to the brim, yeah. they pay a monthly fee. Sure. And how often do they visit it?
1: Never. We actually, have, we actually <laughs> Never. have friends that live in a bus right now that are waiting for spring to come in northern Arizona so they can go to their storage unit because they've been on the road for Cheers. two or three years and they've been paying for the storage unit the whole time and now they finally they don't like
2: remember what they have. yeah they don't have any idea
1: what's in there so now like this spring is gonna be like oh look we got this and we got that but they're gonna get rid of it this year but it, it is hard to downsize and that's yeah. what most people don't maybe realize about the two of us is we don't have a storage unit. No. What's in here is what we own. And then we have like two or three, I would say
2: three, totes, three
1: totes, like the plastic totes with lids yeah. of like baby books and college paperwork and pom poms and wedding dresses at my parents' house. That's Other it. than that, we there's zero. We, we don't own anything unless it's with us.
0: Yeah. And, you guys, you have four totes that slide under your bed. Tanya's right. got three of them and you got one. Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yes. no, the, the idea of that, like you have so much shit. Yes. You can't store it in your own place. So you're paying money for what? Like it, it's sure. absolutely asinine. Yeah. It blows yeah. my mind that some people want to live like that. I mean, I'm I'm personally in a house, but. We minimize uh, at least once a month. We'll go through one room and say, you know, do we need this? Do we need this? Do we need this? Do we need this? We get rid of a lot of
1: crap. For Uh, sure.
0: We got rid of what we moved uh, about a year ago and literally got rid of half of everything that we owned. Yeah, And now I wish we would have gotten rid of half of what we brought. (laughs) But it's crazy.
1: Yeah, that's been part of us too. When we took off, we had six totes, four suitcases, a cooler, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, a lot and, of and stuff. that's that's like completely downsized to fit into a pickup.
2: Yeah, like we, there was things that were like, oh, we need this, we need this, and then as we've trend, like we've traveled more, we've gotten used to less. This is what we use all the time, and this stuff we haven't even used since we left. Right. We just running it, and we still today like. I know, like, I think you watched our live the other day when we gave the tour, we we still have stuff that we'll go through and we'll get rid of because, I mean, we, we either add a little extra, you know, new this, new that, so we get rid of old this and that. Like, it's just a constant in and out. In and out,
1: yeah. Uh, things are coming in and things are going out. But we yeah, right now we have four actual plastic totes worth of stuff. And probably two, we probably own six totes worth of stuff if you took away food and all that. Like, yeah. six totes worth of stuff total. Mm-hmm.
3: That's awesome because currently, right now, I'm kind of paying attention, kind of because I'm talking with the realtor right now. Uh, He's moved
0: from Utah to Kansas here. Yeah, in Ohio, huh?
3: we're moving 1,100 miles. I don't know how I'm going to feel about that drive.
1: Why are you leaving? <laughs> to go to kansas
3: uh so my wife got a job at a college to coach track and field
1: awesome oh, congratulations, congratulations.
3: so everybody was everybody's like that's stupid i'm like no that's like her dream so sure. i'm okay with that
1: yeah for sure <laughs> um, i mean uh site wise utah definitely wins over the <laughs> flint hills of kansas <laughs> right
3: yeah and everybody's like what are you what are you gonna miss the most the mountains
1: yeah yeah yeah, and the and the thing that you won't miss at or the thing that you won't like at all is the humidity in Kansas
3: Hmm. Yeah. I've been to Oklahoma a bunch of times so it's like yeah. my wife's like you don't know what's coming to you I go oh yes I do yeah. I'm mean, not going to enjoy any of it But
1: Oklahoma even starts getting dry where Kansas man they can get some nasty storms because they yeah. get the Texas and the cold from it and it always meets right there in Kansas City we grew up in Nebraska so we're used to that yeah it's it's crazy there.
3: Yeah, it's 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 fun, but uh my wife, she's like, Okay, we gotta start downsizing and I'm like, I'm pretty downsized. I mean I need to get rid of some shirts, probably some old shoes, but I mean the rest I can put in like six boxes and she goes, Wait, what? And I'm <laughs> like I sold literally everything I did when we got married and so I didn't have to move a bunch of crap and she goes, Really? I go, Yeah, it makes it so much easier. Yeah, and, for sure. She goes, well, I don't want to. We, we we're talking about getting a, a moving truck, and she goes, we can get like a twenty footer, and I'm like, I'm not filling a twenty footer. Yeah, she goes, what? Surprised. <laughs> I'm like, maybe a fifteen, but she goes, well, I want to take this and I want to take this, and like we're selling that, and we're selling that, and we're selling <laughs> that. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny because I mean I didn't think about minimizing as much as I'm probably going to, but it, it's kind of nice going, okay, yeah, I can get rid of that. That doesn't bother me. I can get rid of that.
1: Yeah. And honest to God, like starting is the hardest part because we're, we're, in a, we're a society of things, man. And, and things make us what we consider to be happy, you know? And so we try to pile things and things and things, and then it's hard to get rid of that. Either A, it's like, oh, I paid good money for that, or B, it's like, well, I might use that again someday. Or, or oh, so-and-so
2: bought that for me. Sure. I shouldn't get rid of
1: it. Or another thing that we do as a society, especially in the US, is buy a house and live there for 40 years. Well, if you live in one house for 40 years, I guarantee you have stuff that you don't even know you have. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it's just, it's easy for us to overcrowd ourselves in our own homes.
0: No, it's it's funny. We had a, an episode with Tammy Moses, who is uh, the owner of the Hoarding Solution. And we got to talk, we got to talking kind of about the same thing. And she helps people who live in hoarding situations and stuff like that kind of clear their mess out and and whatever but you really don't uh realize how much stuff you have until you really start deep diving into it uh we moved into this house a year ago i have two boxes in my son's closet because we kind of threw everything in that room when we moved in (laughs) thanks brad
3: it was a (laughs) rainstorm so it's just go 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 go
0: i still have two boxes in there i'm pretty sure blankets we're never gonna use them. They're still sitting there, you know. Like they—they they gotta go out of my house and probably off to Goodwill. But
1: sure.
0: uh, it, it's just funny because like there's that, and then I've got like two or three boxes. I got one box full of cables, like HDMI cables and coaxial cables and stuff. I keep it, but will I really use it? Right. <laughs> my my uh, Folgers container of bolts and nuts is probably more uh, useful than that entire box is
1: for sure and i had them i had yeah. buckets of bolts and crap i had you never stuff.
2: know when you might need that yeah i mean <laughs> i was building
1: choppers and a motorcycle all the things and you always needed something but every time i needed something i never had what i needed out of that whole bucket anyway i still had to go buy it yeah
3: right yeah, yeah you, you I, don't have that
0: one thing <laughs> i didn't either until like uh what was it 3 months ago so my my son's birthday uh, my mother in law got him this uh, like skateboard thing that's got a bracket between. It. Anyway, it was missing a bolt and I got into my thing. I had the exact bolt that I needed. And that was oh. the first time I've ever used it. I was like, yes, who's stupid yeah. now?
3: <laughs> my wife was like, well, it worked. <laughs> well, and the funny part is, I, I mean, I've got so many you for helping people move. Um, there was one time I was helping one of my buddies move. And I pulled something out of a closet. And they're like, I haven't seen that in 20 years. And I'm like, are you kidding me? For 20 years, I'm throwing this shit away.
1: Yeah. Don't put that in the truck. Put it in the yeah. dumpster.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> we had a situation. Um,
1: when we were downsizing. Yeah.
2: You had mentioned that you don't realize how much stuff that you have, right, until you start downsizing. Yeah. So we had decided we were – wanting to put our house on the market. And so we did this huge citywide garage sale. It was over Memorial weekend. So we had like three days to sell a majority of all of our stuff. And we were on the second day and Dust and I were the only ones who ever set everything up. And we always set it up like kind of systematically, right? Same
1: way, the same stuff on the same tables.
2: Right. So he was in the garage messing with God knows what. And I was out dealing with customers and this lady holds up one of our big pots and she says, how much for this? And I was talking to somebody else and I just looked over and I was like, uh, $2. And then she holds something else up and she's like, how much for this? And I was like, uh, $5 for the, for both of them. No idea what the second item was. Dustin comes back and he goes, any luck? And I was like, yeah, I sold two things. He's like, what'd you sell? I was like, I sold a big pot and I don't even remember what else. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, I didn't see what she had. She just held something up. And I said, yeah, this much, whatever. <laughs> we walked over, tried to find what exactly, because we knew where it was. It was in the kitchen area. Right. to find exactly what it was that we sold. And to this day, we have no idea
1: what was gone three years later we have no clue what we sold for three dollars or whatever the price was and we still have no idea what we're missing so obviously we're not missing anything yeah but you can literally run your own garage sale set it up yourself put all the things out sell your stuff and still not know what you sold that's when you know you you got too too much much stuff
0: stuff. oh yeah absolutely oh yeah so uh (laughs) what uh, what for you guys I mean uh, you kind of already told us why you're, you went to bus life Schooly life um, but what for you guys was the hardest part
2: I would say the hardest part was the transition between going from a house to a bus that's your house and the reason I say that is in my we opinion we didn't do that though but like we we left and we had all of our stuff crammed into a truck right? right so every time we moved we moved from hotel to hotel and we always had to cram stuff in bags and move this and move that and we were constantly moving things so we were never set in a place nothing ever had a set place and so I think for me like that was the hardest because one I hate mess and so it was just hard never having your stuff in the same place. You were always packing up and moving.
1: Yeah. So basically two years two, all of 2018 and all of 2019, we were living out of boxes and suitcases yeah. moving whenever we had to for work.
2: Yeah. So I, I don't know if that really answers your question, but for me that was like the hardest part. Cause I remember feeling so relieved when we got our kitchen done and I was able to put things in a place. It was like, God, I can burn this stupid bag that's full of all the stuff we used to cram full of stuff and now I can find things. Yeah. So I don't know if that really answered your question or sure. if you have something. To um, to
1: I think, to be honest, what our hardest part was is when I left my job. Um, January yeah. 2nd was my last day. That's true. Uh, you worked for the railroad, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I worked for the railroad building bridges for 13 years. Um, was very good at it. Like I, it just wasn't my jam anymore. i was just burnt out. I was, I was just over it. And so I think that was actually really hard. She got sick like immediately. So we were down for like, like four days. Sick, sick. Yeah. To be honest with you, we're not a hundred percent sure, but it was, it was this same type of stuff that was going around in January. And so like she, you know, fever, dry cough, all the things and she basically slept for four or five days straight. Yeah. Um,
2: on top of us trying to change fi- our whole life. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't
1: have a job. We were trying to figure things out. My wife was dying on her deathbed, <laughs> and we're in, you know, way away from family and friends. And we're in the middle of nowhere. And it, it was just like a lot, like I was cooking and cleaning and going to the store and doing all the things and we're so like you know you follow us we do everything together so we changed our entire life and then i was by myself and my partner was like in bad shape so that was a struggle but i i think it it continued like Trying to figure out what a routine is and try to figure out what it is that we want to do now that we are in charge and like how am I in charge? I I don't even know what I'm doing right now, you know, like
2: Yeah, that would be quite an adjustment. I would say like just completely uprooting and changing your entire life. And then you go from something where you have a set schedule. Because even like even though I wasn't working a said physical job, but His schedule of working for the railroad became my schedule of work. So I worked from seven to five just like he worked seven to five. And when we changed everything, like, what are we doing? What do we do now? This is the
1: first two days you lay around and it's like, oh, this is great. No alarm clock, no nothing. And then on the third day, it's like, okay. What do we need to do? Well, it turns out we can't do this every day for the rest of our life. (laughs) Something.
3: Yeah. Oh
0: come yeah. on! Sleep until noon's awesome.
3: <laughs> you know, funny enough, uh, me and my wife before all this stuff happened and closed the schools, um, I was working day shift. You know, I'd go to work, come home. I get home before the wife, and the wife gets home. And now I'm working swing shift, so I'm getting home at eleven thirty. And she goes, "This is such a bad change." I go, "We only got to wait till May. Just, just hold out till May."
1: Yeah. If I got any, do you have kids?
3: No. Actually, oh. by the
0: time this airs, Brad's going to be jobless.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, then,
3: nice I. <laughs> yeah, thing, just about. Yeah.
1: 2018, I worked night shift for like a month and a half. Yeah. And so she actually switched to night shift too, just yeah. so that we were on, otherwise, we would have never seen each other. Right.
2: Yeah. And it made it hard too, because for one, we were staying in a hotel. Yeah. So it's not like I could go out and do things. Yeah. Because it was in the
1: middle of winter, and we yeah, were in Montana.
2: Well, he was trying Ooh. to... <laughs>
1: yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't like you could go outside and do your thing or whatever. So, yeah. she did switch to my schedule, and it worked out great. Because then on the weekends, we would just basically stay up. Yeah. And then try to... crack like Yeah, it's, it was a disaster, but she at least did it with me so that we still got to do things together. For
0: sure. That's awesome.
3: Uh, that is way cool. That's way nice.
0: And, and I love the dynamic that you two have because you are kind of crammed together and you're stuck with each other all the time, but uh, I'm sure you have your issues, but it seems like you guys are best friends. So um, I see other couples that that have a huge house and rarely see each other. Uh, So I think that what you guys have is admirable.
1: Thank you. you. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's it's like, we talk that you're going to get through whatever your disagreement is because
2: there's nowhere
1: to go. We're right here. Yeah. So talk about it or you can talk about it because there's nowhere else to go. She
0: can't stomp away and slam a door.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> stomp
2: away and slam a door, but coming yeah. back might be a little bit yeah. more. The, the, so door, nice. the
1: door may be locked. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, it's been amazing for our relationship. I would say it is one hundred percent not for everybody. Yeah, for- I 100%. completely
0: agree. Uh, I used to go into the office. I do. Uh, I do work uh, as far as software goes, but I work remotely. And so when we bought this house, everybody was like, "Oh man, you got to put up with your wife twenty four 7 And <laughs> <laughs> right, and they're like I don't. I don't know why you guys haven't divorced yet because you're always up in each other's shit. No, we're not. <laughs> like yeah. she has house I have this office like at work all the time and uh then we were on the podcast I'm literally in this little freaking box all the time so uh, it is nice to get out and see her but uh (laughs) it's it's kind of funny because the uh the reality versus the assumption is completely off
1: yeah for sure and that's just it like you touched on it like she's my best friend she's my ride or dies like I couldn't imagine going on vacation, you know, like a lot of guys go on vacations and girls go on, like, I couldn't even imagine that. Like, I want to see and do everything with my wife Mm -hmm. so that I don't have to come home and explain it to her. Because for the first 11 years on the railroad, that was what I would do. I would come home and say, hey, we drove through Memphis and there was a bunch of hookers and hey, we seen this or hey, we did that. And she's like, man, that'd be cool to see all that stuff. And I hated, like, having to explain to her what it was like and, and what the world was like and what, what what was out there, you know? And so when she hit the road with me, then it was like, okay, now we're like, check that out. Hey, check that out. And we were able to do it together. But I, I also feel like the first two years helped us out with the bus train, like with being in tight places and, and And you still
2: went to work. So like we still had space. And I mean, like we still provide, you know, space or time for ourselves, even in this small area, like for one, we are further from being apart when it comes to our sleeping schedules. He wakes up early. I like to sleep in. So he uses that time to go and take a walk or go for a hike or whatever. I sleep in. And then later on, I'll go out and do my own walk and have some time to myself.
1: And and then I might take a nap. Like a lot of times yeah. around two thirty or so I'll lay down and then she'll go do what she wants to do. Sure. So it's, it's really just kind of ebb and flow, figuring out each other's uh, ups and downs and Schedules just working and together.
0: That's awesome. Uh, we do have another call in 20 minutes. So uh, yeah, sure. what, there, there's one question we ask every time we talk to somebody and i think you guys both already completely exemplify the result of this question but i'm going to ask anyway <laughs> what is your definition of success
1: i think I, I think i know go for it uh so we we have another company that we used to do like nutrition and fitness with, and we're kind of massaging some things and kind of changing some things up. But yesterday we were brainstorming on what we like to do, what we want to do and how we can help other people. And we came up with basically four words. As you know us, I always put spread love on everything. And it's not only a reminder for me, but it's a reminder for everybody else to lead with our heart and be positive because I've spent a lot of time angry and, and, and hateful and things like that. And today I'm, I'm trying and, and, and learning to be more positive and spread more love. So yesterday, literally we came up with basically four words and they were happy, happy healthy. healthy, fun, and love. So as long as I can be happy, live healthy, have fun and spread love, that is my definition of success.
0: Oh, I like it. Spreading love and spreading bitch and toss. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. I get some of that. I love – I just ran out, too.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, guys. That's really good.
1: What's your definition? I, I don't
2: think I can compare with that. Like, that's, well, I mean, that nails it right on there.
3: And
1: I, I think that's why, like, it didn't take us long to come up with it. It was just kind of like, what do we like to do? What You know, like, just brainstorming and things. And it was just like, boom, 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 boom. That's about it. And that's something realistically, every single person, every single day, no matter if you're poor or in horrible health or whatever your situation is, every single person can be happy, live healthy, uh, have fun and spread love. Every single person in the entire freaking world could do it every day.
0: Speaking of healthy uh, on Dustin's uh, Facebook, what almost daily you guys obviously don't have a home gym which you don't need but uh they have a, a facebook live going on yeah there they work on movement and stuff like that uh at about 11 uh mountain, mountain. yeah yep so that's been really cool too i i'm not as flexible as i used to be i can't touch my damn toes anymore <laughs> but uh i like what you guys are doing and the fact that even, I mean, it, it's a Facebook Live, which gets out to everybody. It, it alerts everybody on your uh, your friends list or whatever. But um, it, it kind of circles back to what I said earlier. Just people are noticing things, and uh, you're helping more people than you might realize. And so uh, I just wanted to say I appreciate those, too, because I, I try some of that stuff, and I'm like, I don't know how you guys are doing this. but
1: You've seen my <laughs> – You've seen my picture. I I was 260 pounds, three packs of cigarettes a day, 6,000 milligrams of Gabapentin and Oxycontin a day, alcohol, drugs, motorcycles, few. Like that is what ran through my blood in 2012.
0: And then you quit tobacco like two years ago as well, right?
1: Yep. Yep. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I've I've been through the ringer on out of shape and overweight. Hey, I feel you, dude. I used to, when I I quit smoking in 2013, I was up to three packs a day. When I went to chewing, when I quit in 2018, I was at two to three cans of Copenhagen a day. Holy crap! Yeah.
2: the thing is that, like, for people to realize that you don't have to be in any sort of shape to start. You just have to start. It doesn't matter where you're at in your level. Like, if you just start. And you continue to just keep showing up for yourself every single day. That's what is really important. That's what matters is that you're showing up for you and you are attempting to do the best that you can every single day. Yeah. And if, if like
1: for for us, if we're doing a workout, you know, and it, the, 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 the thing is 10 and five and three, if mm-hmm. you can only do four and two and one. You did four and two and one. It was right. better than what you did yesterday. You know what I mean? It was better
2: than what you were doing at the moment before you started, possibly. Yeah.
0: Well, and to add to, to Tanya's statement, I mean, uh, let's, let's be completely honest and brutal. I mean, uh, starting sure. a business fucking sucks. For sure. <laughs> like, you gotta put in the work, the hours, you gotta be organized, you gotta keep at it. Nobody's gonna like you. Uh and it's it's kind of the same thing when you're quitting anything else. Um and it's like you you get into this comfort zone and then you gotta you gotta jump out of that and then you really have to occupy your mind basically uh with other things. So in order for you to quit like the prescription drugs and, and alcohol and tobacco and everything else was awesome. Uh but I don't recommend anybody trying to quit all of them at the same time.
1: Uh, no, I did not either. <laughs> you will absolutely <sighs> yeah, for <sure>. hate yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah. I-, I actually went to treatment in 2012 for the pills and alcohol. Um, I went three years completely, 100% sober um, until 2015. And then since then I- I've had some drinks, I've smoked some weed, I've done the things, but nothing like the situations we were in.
0: Yeah, I, I was there uh, high school, I like, kind of overdosed on prescription uh, medications and stuff. It's not something I share very often, but sure. I had the police showing up at my door and, and yeah, it, that, that was one thing that I think was probably the hardest in my life was trying to overcome that. And even now to this day, like I, uh, I'm on this um, blood pressure, blood pressure medication and I have a hard time just taking that it's the motion of putting a
1: damn pill in your mouth
0: you know like it it never gets easier and I struggle with that daily
1: yeah you know with her she has endometriosis and so she has direct and surgeries and things like that and two of the hardest times of my life is pulling into the pharmacy drive-through and handing them her prescription for oxycotton or Percocet or whatever, and then them handing it back to me. And when right. they hand it to me, like, my hand gets warm, and it's like, oh, man. You know, like, I've been here before, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, take this shit. Like, you can put it somewhere else. Get
0: it I out of here. I don't want to see it.
1: Sure. <laughs> it, it, like – I'm six, three, you know, I was two sixty at my heaviest. And I literally was losing a battle to a pill, you know, this big. And that really, really resonates like, man, you can do all the things right. But if that one little thing's off, you you can be off just as well. You know what I mean? And that one little thing was my off and it took me for a run. So yeah, I still get that too. I'm not down with it at all
0: yeah it's it's the addiction is real um so anyway we're gonna if brad doesn't have anything else do you no no i think we're good i usually ask him this time i assumed (laughs) uh i want to thank thank you both so much for giving us a bit of your time uh also I'm in central Utah. If you guys are ever driving through, need a place to stop, fill up your bus, whatever, whatever. Where are you but at? Central Utah, Severe County. That's
1: the name of it is Central?
0: Uh, central he U- wants
3: to know the town, smart one. Yeah, I'm not telling him the town.
0: I'll, I'll private message you the town. Okay, yeah,
3: no, that's fine. <laughs> oh, come on.
0: The, the county in, uh, in Utah is Severe County. Um, okay. But – it's it's like right in the middle of the state. If you ever need anything, feel free to stop by. My door is always open for both of you.
1: Appreciate oh, I that. Appreciate it. Yeah.
0: And I know you don't eat meat, but I'd probably smoke you guys up some ribs.
1: <laughs> I'll eat them. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, she would too. Don't let her lie.
0: I know. On your live the other day, you're like she's got endometriosis, and meat makes it flare up. And I was like, there goes my idea. <laughs>
2: Uh, it's not so much that I don't eat the meat because of the whole, like, beliefs and all of that. It's it's mostly a lot of our meats now are pumped with hormones and yes. antibiotics. And, and sometimes that stuff can cause flare-ups of my endo. So, right. like, it's, you know, it doesn't necessarily completely mess everything up, but I just try to eliminate it. Not saying that if I would go out and somebody cooked me a steak, I would say, no, I'm not going to eat that. I right, would. I grew right. up eating steak. I grew right. up, I'm a small town girl. That's what we did. We ate yeah. meat and potatoes and right. vegetables. And drank bush light. That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I could right. go on a freaking rampage about uh, antibiotics and meat. Oh, and yeah. it's like, that's, I'm not even going to start, but yeah. uh, <laughs> we we just bought a sheep. Uh, it was Ooh. slaughtered Thursdays, so hanging for a week i should have it in a week and a half and uh we got steaks and grinds and oh yeah uh, ground, ground meat and all this stuff and I'm like i know exactly where it came from it came from the next town north
1: <laughs> right. and that's the key man yes, like you know 100%. that that's a lot of what we basically focus on today with health is whole foods and right. as clean and as natural as you can get
2: yeah i
0: love it and uh i i I don't know if you know uh, Tyson James Lee Um, but I I met with him and his this lady that was working with him Bonnie a couple years ago and she told me something that stuck in my brain that I never thought of before Uh, she has uh, she's a diabetic and uh, she was overweight now she's she's well within but she said if I go out to a restaurant and have a burger that I don't know where it came from, it was probably fed hormones and stuff. Her, her words to quote were it fucks with me and turns me into a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. No, you're right. Like consuming that, it makes sense.
1: So, <laughs> yeah, I had a friend when we were really young uh, that was allergic to red dye number 40. And to be honest, like, I know it sounds like, oh yeah, right. No, really. And, and like Coca-Cola had it in it, something in pizza had it in it. And when he would eat that or intake that, he would be a full blown asshole. You know, second, third grade. I mean, like fist fight, root, like throwing shit across the room, crazy as hell. And it was every time they would find that he had had red dye number 40. And mm. it just completely freaked freaked him out or you know messed him up and he would absolutely flip out
0: yeah it's it's funny because that's something that you don't really think about but it is a real thing
1: oh yeah it's a real thing
0: and then they want to know why we're all getting cancer and shit our food's processed and homogenized and yeah (laughs) but anyway um i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of back off of that one. <laughs> we could go all day like
3: <laughs> i mean working from a sewer plant i can tell you exactly why everybody's getting cancer <laughs> yeah
0: yeah but yeah. anyway um thank you both again so much yeah, for that's us. Us the time yeah. and uh we'll have you up in about three weeks
1: cool.
0: four weeks something like that cool. uh i'll let you both know if you don't mind sharing us out
1: No, absolutely Absolutely we will
0: we would greatly appreciate it.
1: Yep, we most definitely will. Thank you for having.